All righty. Welcome, everybody, to the On In Two podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Jansen, with my other host, Drew Jeffrey, and my co-host, Jarrett Sykes and Riley Eck. Um, today, we'll just be talking about golf, everything PGA Tour, um, what this podcast is going to be, and our actual our round today that we played at uh, Maple Bluff Country Club in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, so I guess just to get to it, uh, I'm Ryan Jansen. I'm one of the hosts for this podcast. Uh, my role uh, will technically just be everything like audio related, recording the podcast and uploading it uh, to YouTube and for future clips on TikTok and stuff like that. And then um, along with just reaching out to like people to interview and uh, stuff like that with other companies. So that's probably my role. Um, a little bit about myself. I've probably been playing golf for roughly seven years now and am sitting at around like a two and a half handicap. So that's a little bit about my golf game. I'm going to turn it over to Drew to tell uh, tell you guys a little bit about himself. What's up, guys? I'm Drew. Um, I kind of handle the uh, bit of the, the content side when it comes to our podcast, what we talk about on a daily basis, and kind of the numbers guy, self-pointed by the rest of the group. Um, not to be confused with the course guy, I'm kind of the golf guy. Good point. So I'll go over to the course guy here, Riley Eck. Wait, how long have you been playing, yeah. Drew? Um, probably since just before high school, so probably six, seven years. Okay. And what's your handicap? Zero. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'm Riley. Uh, I've been playing golf for about uh six years, and I'm also we're on the two and a half handicap. But I'm sure after uh today's score gets posted, it'll probably raise a little bit. Um, yeah, in the podcast, I'm more, I'm, I'm the course guy. Um, I'm a little bit, um, not as, uh, in the creating content for the podcast, more like behind the scenes, kind of getting us out to golf courses, uh, getting organized with tee times, reaching out to courses to see if we can go play, uh, stuff like that. So you'll see us probably around Wisconsin a lot, playing a lot of like pre- a lot of pretty sweet tracks, uh, we, the three of us go to school, well, me, Ryan, and JT go to school in Whitewater, so you'll probably see a lot of southern Wisconsin golf courses, um, but yeah, so it should be pretty fun. I'm going to pass it over to uh, JT now. Yeah, I'm JT. Um, been playing golf for probably about four years now. Kind of started once I got out of high school, played baseball in high school. Uh, handicaps sitting right around eight and a half, but again, after today, Probably going to move up a little bit. Uh, I'll be doing a lot of the content stuff as well. Um, doing behind scenes work with videos, posting on TikTok, Instagram, whatnot. Uh, really focusing on social media stuff. Uh, making sure we're checking that daily and getting as much content out there for you guys and uh, trying to build our name as best as possible. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the ball is just going to get rolling slowly here. Mm-hmm. Um, summer is approaching an end, so golf is approaching an end so as far as content on the course and probably gonna slow down along with drew moving off to lacrosse that's yeah. where he goes so fly eagles a little split up there um but yeah as far as podcasts we're gonna try and stay consistent every week and upload two shows um and just stay on top of uh what's going on in the golf world so uh drew if you just want to lead us and kind of talk about the pga tour this weekend and get things rolling for us that'd be great yeah so, Will Zalatoris. 
Will, finally, Will Zalatoris finally punches his ticket, gets a victory on tour. Feels like this guy's gotten second about 47 times. And <laughs> he seems to always get second when it matters, which is even worse. It's not like he's getting second in the like the 3M Open that nobody's really watching. This guy's getting second in the U.S. Open, the Open. The Masters. Masters. The Masters. It's like, dude can't catch a break. He's he finally like, does. He's turning into the new Tony Finau of the PGA Tour. Yeah, Mr. Second Place. Yeah. Well, all he had to do is fire his caddy, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> now he won. Yeah, exactly. So, to all you struggling golfers out there, it's not you. It's some it's the caddy. external <laughs> It's some external source that's causing you to not play well. It cannot be you. Right. And that was proven this week by Will Zalatoris. No. Yeah. Um, some big names on the leaderboard this weekend. Um, I know I picked Morikawa, who finished tied fifth. Um, other guys like JT and another bunch of boatful names um, up there at the top. But Willie Z was able to take care of business. And honestly, he's probably one of the ugliest putting strokes I've ever seen. It's unreal how ugly his putting stroke is, but it works for him. Somehow the figure eight. Um, it's not even it's not even that much from beyond like 10 feet he's actually a really good putter his leg putting stats are good yeah but the the second he gets inside of five feet and he starts wiggling his putter it is just disastrous yeah it's so difficult to watch so i know me and jt just before hopping on the pod here we uh we watched the playoff on youtube drew were you able to watch it yeah i was watching it live and riley was able to see it um just just a full roller coaster of moments in that, that three playoff stretch. Um what's the well, I can't remember the other guy's well, name. Seb, Seb Straka. First Seb of all, that guy I have a bone cool, I have a right? bone to pick with Seb Straka. You watch Zalatoris put it in a spot that A he like can't play from or B like it's in the water. So either way, it's gonna be disastrous for him. And then you dunk one in the water. Well, he went pin hunting for no reason. Yeah. Like well, the, that's what I'm saying. What doing? On the broadcast, what are you doing? it was like, they were like, all you had to do was just put 30 feet left. Yeah. And you won. Yeah, just completely take water out of the play. Yeah. And he's like, you know, Did I'm going to see... go for an ace. Yeah. When probably just had to, at the time, he probably thought, I just got a bogey and I'm going to win this thing. Yeah, Did you see his line on the first playoff hole, though? Yeah. A very Dude great. hits one. Right over the corner, and I'm like, "Good lord!" Well, then he went in the water on the sea. Is the same line the second yeah. time around. Yeah, so this guy, I mean, the guy was just loves, flirting with danger every shot. Just loves the water, apparently. Yeah, yeah then get Zalator, this guy. Get this guy a boat. Salatoris went deep on the second hole, and then Seb put one so close, we're going to take a penalty stroke. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, I, dude, he's up against the fence. The only thing he can do is punch out. Why not just go to the middle of the fairway? Right. And he smokes like a four footer. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, on that last hole, I'm not going to lie, when Will's out of Taurus put down on the rocks, if that was me, I would have hit that. I would have completely played I, it. Yeah. I mean, that's probably why he's uh, he's a pro golfer and I'm not, why he took a penalty stroke. But The FedEx St. Jude or whatever, their Twitter account posted a video today, and I guess somebody at the course went out and put their ball exactly where Zal Taurus was, and they tried to hit it. And all it did was like hit the edge of the grass and go backwards into the water. Yeah, that's what yeah. I, I thought so, was virtually impossible. It was so like you would wedged in there, and it looks... to hit that shot, you would have to basically throw the face like down at the rock just to like pop the ball up, and it would just destroy a club. Yeah, 
and who knows what the ball is going to do in that exactly. Moment. So exactly. yeah, I mean, looking back, it was obviously a smart play, but yeah. And then and then he uh, on the drop, um, he just gassed it into the bunker. <laughs> like he had a chance to you know. Oh, you take water out of play. Yeah, you know, he, he hits in the water. He can make four and virtually like he. We are still tied at that point, and he just you know. Again, he's going to go for it all, and he just – I don't know if it was adrenaline, nerves. I mean, it could be a lot of things. I mean, this is very easily said from where we're sitting right now. But... You have to wonder if if Straka takes his drop first and hits a good shot in there tight, you got to wonder if Zaltoris tries to play that ball. Yeah. Yeah. Because Zaltoris had, the, had the, the luxury of watching his, his next – shot his third shot it would have been and so as soon as he hits that in the bunker Zalatoris that's an easy decision to take the drop yes I agree very true so you got to wonder what what kind of decision he's making there if if Straka puts it close and he's in for four I I, I still think he goes back and takes the drop I I, I would probably agree but I think there's definitely like I think it crosses his mind a little more oh yeah I agree but yeah, very very entertaining tournament for the first week of the uh, the FedEx Cup playoffs for sure. Mm-hmm. I think we got to talk about a little bit. Brian Harmon, tied for third. That guy just loves being good but not winning. <laughs> he's lefty, right? Yeah, yeah. He's got that huge he's, spider putter. It yeah. weighs like five. He's like pounds. five eight. Yeah, yeah. Just the shortest guy you've ever seen, but he hits it well, and he. Like this week, he goes 66, 66, 69, 67. Just super solid. And now he's 23rd in the FedEx Cup. Another random thing, too. I mean, you can't see it right now, but I'm on the the PGA Tour app leaderboard. I mean, what a day for team titleists. I know. I mean, yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) Um, Basically, every titleist sponsor was up uh, damn near in the top 20. But anyway, um, yeah, like Adam Scott, kind of a random name up there in the weekend in the playoffs. Probably boosted him a ton. Otherwise, there's a bunch of big names that you're not surprised on seeing. Um, so, I mean, Ricky's out of it. We talked a little bit about that before. Um, he's not seeing the BMW next week. No, no he's uh, not. Drew, where is that at if you want to preview that a little bit? The BMW? Yep. Um, Wilmington Country Club, I think it's called. It's in Delaware. Um, after that tournament, it's cut to 30 for the tour championship at East Lake. We'll go more in depth on our predictions for the BMW on Wednesday or Thursday. It'll come out. We'll kind of get deeper into who we think is, is primed to make a run there. But big story today, Cam Smith withdrew already. Because of a hip injury? His like hip injury, I mean his live injury. I mean, yeah. Well, he, he got he's going. He got, he's going. Yeah, he's going one hundred percent. He uh he also got that two shot penalty on the weekend. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but for like using the, or misplacing a ball or something like that. Yeah, I didn't look into that too much, but it seemed really dumb. I just the thing that pisses me off about it is the fact that the PGA Tour can get away with not assessing that penalty until the second he's teeing off. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I think that's bogus. I think that's a uh honestly a big um a big like F U to Cam Smith and yeah. just like a deeper possibly like oh like they know he's going and maybe they're just, you know, 
but that's speculation, obviously. But yeah, it sounds like Cam Smith is off to live golf, which really sucks and hurts the PGA Tour a little more. Um, I mean, we're not going to go all live talk right now because we already kind of did that, but I'm sure we're going to keep doing it, but we don't have to right now. But <laughs> um, but yeah, another big name gone, it sounds like. Jordan Spieth got like fifth to last this week. He made the cut, he... right? What's that? Did he make the cut or did, was he just... The cut for the tournament or for the next... Like, was he fifth to last in the cut, like the people who made the cut, or fifth to last? Oh, no. No, no. Fifth to last in the tournament. Yeah, and then, so he missed the cut, and then uh, Scotty Scheffler missed the cut, too. Yeah. World number one. Yes, he did. Also another shocker. Um, Rory missed the cut. Ton of big names. Ton of big names. Billy Horschel missed the cut. Huge name. That guy is electric. <clears throat> yeah. So, a lot of uh, moving up and down in the rankings, it seems like. Yeah. Um, I can, I, I'll pull up the um, the official standings now, but. So, with Sepp Straka losing in the playoff, he bumps up to eighth in the FedEx Cup. And it's like, if, if that guy walks away with $4 million at the end of the year. Did we know what he was at before? Um, thirty six. Oh, so yeah, he so was actually he was actually pretty relevant. Like okay, okay but actually... now he's in the top ten, and that's like stealing money. I haven't heard this guy's name all year. I was gonna no. say, how long has this guy been around? Like, how long has he been on tour? Old he? He's twenty nine. He actually won this year. I gotta figure out which tournament. Uh, the Honda Classic. He won. That's actually a that's, pretty good tournament. That's a, big yeah, that's tournament. a good tournament. That's not easy. So finished tied for third in the RBC Heritage. So this guy's just been looming around our lives, and we just had no idea. Well, he almost got it done. No from problem. Austria, by the way. From Austria? All right. I was from wondering Austria. where that name was from. I mean, you don't hear a you lot of guys. Hear guy, yeah, or a guy named Sepp. Yeah. His his, his name's S-E-P-P, I think, or S-E-P. Yeah, it is. Yeah. What a name. What a name. What a player. All right, guys. Well, I think that uh, wraps it up for this weekend as far as a PGA tour. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, it'll be a little bit more organized uh, going forward. Uh, I mean, I didn't watch a ton of golf this weekend. Um, I, I was kind of just getting notifications on my phone. I was busy and just keeping uh, like following the playoff on Twitter. That was pretty much how I saw yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, I watched most of it um, throughout the whole week and, Besides the last day, it really was not that exciting. Like no. there wasn't anything to besides like a bunch of big names like Rory, Scheffler, all those guys just missing the cut. Mm-hmm. So all the guys that you're watching are just playing like subpar golf. Yeah. So I it's mean, also besides tough. the last, besides the last day and the playoff holes, I mean those were very fun, but fun to watch. But other than that, it wasn't anything too crazy. It's also tough because the last, like. I would say up until midday on Saturday, the leaderboard was a bunch of guys that really hadn't been up at the top all year. And then you could see the end of Saturday and then pretty much Sunday, all of the bigger names started to rise to the top. And it was kind of a more exciting finish than, than the start of the tournament. But with the the number of players in the tournament narrowing down now, I'm expecting that it's going to get, you know, at least a little 
little more exciting to watch throughout the week. Yeah, and it's like if, if Seth were to just run away with that tournament by a couple shots, it's like we're not talking about it nearly as much as we are. It, it would have just been a boring golf tournament, but it turned out to be pretty exciting. So that's just, yeah, the last day I made a tournament, and that was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, with a finish like that, it's hard to complain about a golf tournament. So I'm pretty excited for for this week and the week the following week, and um, it'll be then exciting it'll be- to see see Zal Torres crowned. That's my prediction, by the way. All right. <clears throat> okay. Uh, moving on. We, uh, we played Maple Bluff today. All right. Yeah. Now, so I guess we'll just get right into uh, the round today um, out at Maple Bluff Country Club. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's just a, it's a course in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, pretty cool track. It's private. So it was uh Really quiet. It seemed like we were the only people on the golf course all day, which is pretty cool. But yeah, um, I know what I have to say about the round, but uh, I'll let you guys uh, take it away first if you want. I feel like I kind of want to hear what you have to say first. I think that's <laughs> how we should lead this off. All right. Uh, well, put it in perspective, I'm a two and a half handicap and I shot a uh, 87. So... Um, We'll start off with uh, I had 37 putts. Um, just abysmal yeah. amount of putts. Yeah, that's just an outrageous amount of putts. Um, For people was... who don't tend to track their putts or think about how many putts that is, it's a shitload of putts. Yeah, that's just <laughs> a lot of putts. Um, shot this 87 without losing a golf ball. Had this, So, I mean, it was just all of my swing. Um Another thing, those bunkers, I was in about six bunkers, and I'm pretty sure I shanked four of them. But I don't think I hit a you good... A, you had a three-streak going. It was yeah. three shanks in a Yeah, row. three shanks in a row. And I hit in a bunker three holes in a row. And then I think that's just right when the wheels came off. And uh, Ryan, my teammate, I think I uh, let him down a little bit, but we ended up only losing, what, $4? So, hey. Wasn't crazy. No, it wasn't. Uh, before we go into everyone else's round and like the perspective, like we could talk all day about Riley's eighty-seven. But <laughs> um, Drew, if you just want to explain, like, kind of like the format we played today and how it all worked. Yeah. So basically, we were playing. We split up into just two-man teams. So it was me and JT, the low and the high handicap, and then those two. And we played. We were playing, uh, like high-low, and then uh, press-repress. So basically, you know, what whatever guy has the lowest score on the hole, like say probably a birdie or a par, and then whoever has the highest score. So whoever has the lowest score, their team gets a point. Whoever has the highest score, the other team gets a point. And then you also get points for if you make a birdie or a green regulation on a par three, stuff like that. And then I'm not going to get too far into the whole press repress thing because most people don't care. (laughs) But basically, basically pressing and points. repressing, you can double the points or quadruple the points, depending on if you think you can beat the other team. So it was fun. it's a good time. It's a very interactive game, and it kind of adds something other than just, you know, going out there and playing golf. So it was, it was fun. Major money today, uh, 50 cents a 50 point. 50 cents so, a point, yep. Um, yeah, college kids got to save a little money or make some money. But right. no one really, you know, took a huge lead today other than I think it was – 
going into I think thirteen. What was the par five? Yeah, I think you know after my triple or fourteen after my triple bogey streak, my uh, two hole triple bogey streak. I think we were down pretty bad after that. Yeah, <laughs> we were we were Drew and I were up thirteen points at once at one point, or we were up like eleven, and then you yeah, I think we were up eleven points on one hole, and next yeah. thing you know, we went from up thirteen to down one. Yeah. That's what makes it such a fun game, though, is it's just kind of, I mean, you can press, and then all of a sudden, every point's worth quadruple, and then, yeah. boom, you're right back in it. So that's what makes it kind of fun. Is just, it's basic, And then we played net, too, which also makes it a lot easier, just giving people strokes and stuff. But, speaking yeah, it's a really fun the, format. Speaking of the, sorry, uh, the, um, the hole where it kind of flipped, that was kind of started off because Jarrett hooked a ball so far left that I think Lake it ended Monona. up in it, it. It's in Lake Monona. He hooks it left, and there's houses all along the left side of this this hole. And we're like, "Oh shit, this is going to be the loudest thing we've ever heard in our lives." And it just never hit anything. No, never. Yeah. The best part about it too is that when I hit it, I didn't see it off the club face. You so probably thought like, you striped it. I thought I striped it, and <laughs> I'm looking at these guys, and they're like, "And we're oh, all brace, we're all bracing." I, for I, I turned away. I yeah. turned away. Yeah. I couldn't listen to it. I was just waiting for somebody's porch to be broken, yeah. or a house, or someone dead on the street. Because I mean, it was just all road and just very <laughs> nice homes, and then over the homes, it was a lake. So, and to put it in perspective, you actually couldn't see the lake from the fairway. That's just how far you it's in left. There. It's, it's, in there. it's over there. So we. <laughs> It was in the lake. If it was, straight, it is it way out there. Yeah, it was yeah. way out there. But it was a very fun format. Um, I thought the course was just in just pristine condition. Yeah, that um, course is about as immaculate as a golf course could get. Yeah. Those fairways were the dirt just gets cut right. like butter. And yeah, the, the greens were very tricky. It seemed like no one can make a putt today. Um, I thought I putted pretty good actually. <laughs> good action, uh, doctor. Yeah, <laughs> that one, but. Yeah, I had a great time out there. I had a really good time too. I mean, today, I thought I was hitting my driver pretty well. Besides oh, the snap yeah. hook, and besides that snap hook we were just talking about, that was a mile. Well, left. I think we need to. I think we need to talk about hole three, JT's drive. Oh, that. Oh drive yeah, that was. Four. Oh yeah. Yeah. Get a load of this one. We'll let JT uh, talk from his side, and then yeah. we we'll get the reaction. Yeah. So we're we're looking dead in the eyes of a two hundred and eighty-five yard dog leg right par four and this was just i went par par on one and two so i'm like holy shit i'm going low today <laughs> eight and a half handicap and i don't make a lot of par so i'm like yep we're going low um i tend to hit a nice little what i like to call a controlled slice um so i'm walking up to the tee box and my partner drew goes jt i don't hate you hitting driver here keep in mind everyone had already pulled iron yeah everyone has iron because if you go straight you're hitting the side of the fucking clubhouse. And that just equals getting kicked off the course right away. It's probably like a 240 carry to the clubhouse. So very well, easy. And also, yeah. this clubhouse looks like it's straight out of like a nice course in like Southern California. Yes. The clubhouse is sick. So we're standing, like we're staring up there and like the clubhouse is there. And I'm looking at JT and I'm like, no way you hook this, right? And JT's yeah. like, yeah, no, no, I'm not hooking this. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I love it. Let's, let's just. Let's go for it. He brings hook into play. That thought alone. He turns that right (laughs) wrist over. (laughs) It's just left and going left. Now these Riley and Ryan see me walking up to the tee box with driver. They're like, oh, shit. Like, what is this kid thinking? I was (laughs) nervous. I was so nervous. So I get up there and I'm standing over the ball just giggling because I can't. (laughs) 
I can't believe what I'm about to do. Cause now it's, you know, if you go long and you're hitting the clubhouse, if you even go right of the clubhouse, you're going to end up in the parking lot. And there's just a row of porches in the front row. Which he actually didn't know at the time the parking lot was in play. I did probably a good thing. Yeah, I didn't know the parking lot was in play. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm the last one teeing off. Drew's in the fairway. So we're just going to hit a controlled slice. What'd the kid do? Please let him know. <laughs> he hit a beautiful controlled slice to about 30, 30 feet. And then what? Let him know. Uh, drove the green on par four. And then what'd you do? Par four and I three jacked the yeah. par. Yeah. Tap in par. Yep. And then there was that biker, too, on that bike trail behind us watching us. Oh, yeah. Dude, did you? That we were all just idiots. Did yeah. you see what he did, by the way? That biker yeah, he guy? he drove up to the clubhouse to watch he us. He kept in. watching. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He he, fo- he follows us up. He watched the end of the second hole. So he saw me hit that bunker shot. I hit a pretty good one. And then he watched us putt out. He, he like, bikes farther to where he stopped then. He watches us all tee off. So Wait, he sees where, Jared just. I am so confused. I'm sorry. You got to. So he's watching us on what hole at this point? When three. Were three. We're still on three. Oh. And okay. he drove up to the parking lot to watch us. And he, he sees Jared hit this absolute stripe show of a cut. Just straight. We're all free. We're all like, oh, my God, that's good. And this guy's probably like, oh, my God, what's going on? What's happening? <laughs> like, so I, could just make it. Yeah. <laughs> I looked yeah. to the left up there when I was in the fairway and I'm like, there's the biker guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what is this guy doing? And he's just watching. He's just staring off into space. Then we, we get to the green, whatever we put out. It, it's, it's over. I'm standing on the fourth tee box waiting for Ryan and Riley. They went to grab something to drink or something. I look to my right. There's the biker guy in the parking yeah. lot. He's still watching. I don't know what he's expecting to see out of us at that point. We've already used up all of our good shots. And that then he disappeared. He's probably not a member. He probably just biked onto the, the parking lot. Yeah, that's really – I actually had no idea. I'm glad you guys pointed yeah. that out. I was totally unaware that happened. It's when when we look back on the early moments of this podcast, the biker guy is just going to be a thing. Yeah. It's just the biker him, guy. Yeah, we got to find that guy. Yeah. Well, that guy just must have thought on those three shots. Because, I mean, Drew and uh, Riley hit in the fairway, and I just poked it out in the rough. Um, and JT – Rip the green. Um, so this guy must have been like, who the hell are these kids? Like, why have I not seen these kids around? Well, and then I hit it to five feet, too. Yeah. So that guy must have oh, just thought cool. we were. Uh... <laughs> missed the putt, though. He didn't miss the putt. Oh, Riley, what would you make on that hole? Probably a bogey. Yeah, I bogey. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was a bogey, in fact. <laughs> I'm glad you remember. <laughs> just look at, look at the scorecard. Yep. But yeah, it was cool. Drove the green on a par four. It's always a good feeling. And then just the way the cookie crumbles, three o'clock <laughs> for par. I mean, you should have seen that one coming. The moment the ball was on the green, you should have known there's no way this kid's making anything below par. Three putts just about always in play. Yes. So going off that, what would you guys say is your favorite hole out there? If you guys had a good mm. enough memory today. Mm. I mean, Riley, I would like <laughs> to probably forget about 17 of them, but. I like hole two. Yeah, that, hole two is pretty cool. Downhill par four, right to the, right into the lake. That was about the only hole where I had like a stress free par too. Yeah. So. Two was nice because I had drained a nice. Yeah, you dropped par. a good one there. Yeah. Um, I think it was was sixteen the one that was kind of a dogleg left at the end that I took over the trees. That was seventeen. No, that's seventeen. I made a triple there, so <laughs> I wouldn't like. That. I like seventeen. That was a good one. Or a double. I actually will say 
I know we all we all kind of limped our way in on 18, but I think 18 is a pretty cool hole as well. 18 was very 18's cool. a good finishing hole. It's kind of, I mean, for people who haven't been there, it's kind of like you're teeing off back in this kind of chute, and there's trees all along the right side, and then it just drops straight down the hill towards the green, back towards the clubhouse. So you're kind of just hitting it into to orbit, really. I mean, X said that after he hit his tee shot. But you're just, I mean, you're hitting it way up there, and it's coming down. And it's a cool little approach to an elevated green as well. It's just kind of a nice little finishing hole. Yeah. I but just... I would say. Go ahead, Drew. I think I'm a little biased here, but I think my favorite hole was that first par five, number five. Oh, yeah, that's a good hole. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, 550 just... into the wind today, and I got there in two, on in two. Oh, yeah. For the, for the brand. Yeah. <laughs> Probably my two back-to-back best shots I hit all day. So I, I really enjoy that hole. It's a cool design. You know what's funny is, so, I mean, I, I chipped in the, oh, the, yeah. one, the one hop. It was um hole eight, eight, I believe. Yeah. And what's funny is I chipped that in, but looking back, that was probably my least favorite hole on the property. That hole sucked. That hole eight. Sucked. That hole eight is that's tough. I'm that's, sure I pulled my drive OB. Yeah, yeah. That's a tough well, it's, yeah, it's a so again, we'll describe it a little bit for you. It's I think 390 yards. The green has to be a hundred feet up the hill. It's just straight up the hill the whole way. It is yeah. just straight up the hill, and then. The fairway is not wide. There's out of bounds, like 10 yards left of the fairway. Your tee shot, again, you're hitting it through this little chute. And you got no room to miss. It's a tough tee shot. Yeah. So anyway, I blocked my drive right. And then did a stinger hybrid, didn't hit a thing. And then I had this blind chip shot over this bunker, which was just, I mean, looking back at it, I mean, easily should have been a bogey. <laughs> and one hop drop. Just hit it. One hop. Heard the pin, and then I looked at all all you guys, and you guys looked at me like I was insane. For, you jumped into my arms. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like jumped my arms. <laughs> jumped, jumped True story. Arms. We had a little bro moment. Yep. Got our points. That green was crazy, though, because the pin was up so close. But that green stretched, like, probably 150 feet. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah. like a, it's like a horseshoe-type green. It, yeah. it just kind of wraps around these bunkers. It's, it's actually a cool, like, green design, but... Not a huge fan of that hole. The part no. threes on that course are tough. They're hard. They're very tough. Yeah, they're hard. I don't think I parred a part three all day. I know I didn't. I, I mean, I can, if we really want to do this, I can look and see. They're they're tough. They're very tough. I think I the mean, shortest one was 170. Yeah. The Riley, Riley, you parred one, and JT, you parred one as well. You guys are liars. Oh, oh there you guys go. JT, you made that bender on... um. What was that? Fourteen. Oh, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, part. that one was crazy. Thirteen. Thirteen. You made that. Yeah. The the putt was, I think, probably like five feet, mm-hmm. and I think you putted it like seven feet right of the hole, and it just yeah. dropped in. Well, it was crazy. I was walking away to go to the next green because I was like, I don't know, I was just picking up my stuff. I mean, Riley and I are pretty much already blowing the hole, <laughs> so I was like, all right, this is just a we're boatload of points that yeah. we're handing. So I was kind of like, well, whatever, we'll go to the next hole. And I turn around and I look at JT, and this dude is putting at me. And not towards the hole. So, like, a straight 90-degree putt is what this guy's doing. And he hits it probably two feet in front of him and just trickles down and falls in the hole. And I was like, holy shit. That's not good. So, so I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed to admit it either. I saw him line up for that putt, and I was like, there's no way this is going in. Yeah. No, I didn't. I thought thought he was way too far right. And then it just goes in, and I'm like, like, okay, I'm I'm never questioning him again. That's what I told Drew in the card. I... 
I mean, usually you line up your ball with the line and try and hit it on the line. I just plot my ball down on the ground. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to follow any line on this putt. Do you usually use the line when you putt? Um, a couple putts today, it looked like that thing was just wherever you wanted it. Well, if I'm I noticed that, if I'm the farthest one out on the green, like if I'm putting first, I'm like, screw it, let's just lay it down. Thing. Okay. But it's like, if one of you guys are putting first and I have time, right. then I'll go mark it and line it. Gotcha. Yeah. Otherwise, okay. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I'm probably not going to make it anyways. Another thing, <laughs> another thing weird I thought about that course was just how quiet it was all day. Like, it never really felt like. Like, we had a lot of fun, but it felt, like, very tense on the golf course. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That was just, like, my perspective. Like, I almost thought about, like, turning on music on the back nine, but it was like, do, can I even do that? Because it just felt part like, of, oh, not I like think that. part of the thing is you're on, like, a private course, you're not a member, and you don't want to do anything to piss anybody off. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> like, right, I don't, I like, thinking, but yeah. But it's like even the people who are routinely there, it's like just the club, like up by the clubhouse is just quiet as a mouse. Like everything is just yeah. still and just not a lot going on. Not going to lie, but I think we probably too... could have done whatever we wanted just because we were probably like for a while, besides that one family behind us, we were probably like one of the only people on the golf course. Oh, yeah. I would say I think you also have to kind of look at it. It was Monday at like three o'clock. That is true. Yeah, yeah. Which are typically like kind of dead times for golf courses. So you have Those to wonder what it's like on yeah. like a men's day or like a weekend, kind of if it's more, you know, up upbeat and kind of a lot more exciting. But I'm I'll never know because I don't have Maple Bluff money. <laughs> no. Um if so if you guys had to rate the course out of ten, an honest rating, I mean it could be off of how you played or it could be off of just straight up course design and how it like fit your eye like what would you what would you say i'd probably give it a pretty high one i mean walking up to the first tee i was walking up there and drew was like you like that club I was, yeah i guess so like my heart was pounding i was <laughs> really? very nervous and that doesn't happen if we're playing in a not so nice place mm -hmm. so i think adding it like adding everything together i'd probably give it somewhere around like an eight and a half nine really yeah and yeah. i haven't I haven't really experienced that many like country club courses like that. Right. So that was one of the first for me. So I thought it was very cool. Well, yeah, that guy's been to Southern Hills. So his rating's about to be like four. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, so yeah, it wasn't Southern Hills, but I thought the course was actually pretty nice. Um, I mean, it's just like your average, I mean, not your average, it's a nice country club, but it's like very old school, just straight up and down. I mean, really narrow, tiny greens. So, I mean, the course, like, design wasn't very, like, outstanding. It was good. I mean, there wasn't anything wrong with it. But the conditions of it was just, that's what, like, kind of blew me away I a little bit. The agree. conditions were just, it was just so pure everywhere. Like, there were some where you, like, if your ball was in the fairway, you'd, like, look around. You wouldn't see a single divot, which was just, yeah. I, I was pretty impressed. Well, it was, like, I think it was whole 12. I mean, I drove my tee shot and I looked at you and I was like, I mean, can you get a better yeah, line? Yeah, could you get a better line? It's it just, just insane. Yeah. I'd have to agree uh, as far as that. I think I think just like the look of the course is very cool. Yeah. Especially being like from the Madison area. It's not, you don't like feel like you're in Madison, no. Wisconsin. No, like tucked away. Not at all. Um, you, I, I just think like how they have the trees cut that like there's no really limbs they're very high up they kind of feel like like yeah. riley said like harding Park. yeah like harding Park. Uh, in san francisco you kind of get like that kind of vibe um 
as far as like design and everything, it's not the craziest thing on paper and looks, but as far as just like how green it was and how just like plush everything was, it yeah. was like, yeah, I would probably give it lower, like lower eight, higher seven. Yeah, that's what I was going to uh, seven I mean, and a half, probably. Yeah, that's, yeah. I would have been right around eight as well. I just think, as like you guys have said, as far as conditions go, it doesn't really get much better than that. Um, Like, and then Riley, like you were saying, it's like typical country club, like, some of the holes start to kind of blend together because there's right. similar design, but that's just like you said. I mean, even our home, like me and Ryan, our home course, Lake Ripley, like that's kind of the same way it is there. Like it's up and down. Like a lot of the, there's not much like bending to the holes. They're pretty straight. And I mean, kind of the defense for courses like that are small greens, like tough around the greens. You know, the rough is a little thicker. I thought that the lies in the rough today were fair for being in the rough like i think courses you should get penalized when you're in the rough just being i mean if you don't hit the ball in the fairway you should get penalized yeah rather you don't agree right doesn't agree there well i also was just <laughs> i don't know what was going on i had an out of body experience for three quarters of the round today so i'm not <laughs> one to talk about uh how good a lie i had it's probably if i found the face of the golf club when i swung <laughs> Yeah, just yeah, putting it in perspective, Riley's a two and a half and he shot an eighty seven and I'm an eight and a half and I shot an eighty six. <laughs> you had to said, bring up that you beat me? I yeah. it's, it's, it's probably never gonna happen again, so I have to bring it up now. I'll give it to Riley. If I would have shot eighty seven today, I probably wouldn't have come on the podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing. You just kinda gotta take it. Um or we're gonna take this one in the chin. Uh we're gonna <laughs> We're going to have to reload and uh, <laughs> get right back at it tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. You can't really let how you play um, sway your um, rating on a course, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the course was amazing. I just played like shit. So, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So, you two are uh, – Riley and Jared are heading to Lock LaBelle in a oh, yeah. walk. Um I've played there before, Drew. I don't think you have. I have not. Um, what are you guys looking forward to? What do you What do you expect? From what I've heard, it's the course is insane. It, the course is insane. It's, yeah. it's a beautiful course. I obviously talked to Ryan about it, and he said it's a beautiful course. It's like a newer style course, right? So I'm kind of looking forward to what Ryan thinks like a newer style course looks like. Like how different is it than what we played today? Um, and then again, just the conditions, like how tight the fairways are, how quick greens are. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun. Like Lock Lock LaBelle might be more pure than Maple Bluff. Yeah, I was gonna I was, say that. I would say that Con- um, condition wise, it might be like actually insane. Yeah. I was gonna say the difference between like a modern golf course and an old school golf course is just like the complete so like Maple Bluff, tiny fairways, tiny greens, pretty short. Mm-hmm. Lock LaBelle is gonna, probably gonna be Huge fairways, really big undulating greens, yeah. and it's going to be pretty long. It's a it's a target golf course, I'd say. I'd say if you can put yourself anywhere on the tee, I think anywhere, obviously, I mean, that's any golf course in the fairway is where you want to be. But um, at Lac LaBelle especially, I think if you're in the rough, you can catch, I mean, proximity to the hole there is just, like, number one. I yeah, it's probably greens, a premium. The greens yeah, are just insane, the and are. They, they roll fast. So I'd say, I mean, anything in, like, shorter grass is definitely money. Um and just being accurate off the tee and in play. There's some definitely some holes where you can get into trouble, but I think it's a pretty 
pretty scoreable golf course. Pretty my, forgiving off the tee. From my experience. Perfect. That's Some what holes. we need. Some yeah, holes are yeah. forgiving, I'd say. We'll be um we'll be expecting a, a full review on on Thursday's pod yeah, for you guys. Reading. Um we're playing with my dad too, so that's always uh Oh, that's always exciting i'd say if i had to rate that course for me i mean i played well which also helps i played it on like a 90 degree sunny day um i'd probably go like upper eight lower nine for for Michael bell so well that... hopefully it's the same for jt and i mm-hmm. yeah we're just kicking it around riley i gotta ask too i've heard you say it a couple times now did you think the greens they were small yeah i thought they were tiny because like I don't know, Ryan, I don't know if you felt the same way, but compared to Lake Ripley where I play regularly, I thought these were like pretty big. They were big for me for, for playing out at Ripley. But so in, that in, just like his defense he, at Wild Rock, his home course, and then like what he's gonna see tomorrow is like, yeah, they're pretty they're pretty big. Yeah, no, I just I think that's crazy that growing up at Lake Ripley, I've got so accustomed to the greens just being so small that I go anywhere else and I'm like, wow, these are big greens. When in reality they're like not. Yep. Yep. That's, that's, yeah, I, mean, I couldn't I, agree more. I would even say that I work at Geneva Grand. I thought compared to the brute at the Grand, these greens were small. The brute's got big greens. The brute's got, the brute's huge, got, got really big greens. greens. Yeah. Yeah. Huge greens. And then, yeah, again, half you get, well, some of you guys that are listening are going to have no idea what courses we're talking about. Yeah. You can just take our word for it. I mean, this yeah. is it's we're, we're smart guys. Yeah. yeah, all more reason to go play the course. Right, exactly. So yeah, but, yeah, I think. Yeah, I got really no day. Yeah, if you, if you show up to Maple Bluff and you tell them on and to send you, they will have no idea what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, but it would be a good story. A little bit into that, we were hoping to record more today. Um, I just want to give a shout out to our lovely friends at iRange Sports. <laughs> I am actually totally kidding when I say oh, that. They sent screw us you guys. Yeah. <laughs> they, they actually, I mean, it could have been them. It might have not. But they, what we think is they send us a pretty faulty product that really <laughs> limited our recording today. But that very well could have been FedEx. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but well, honestly, let's it all, just play with all on iRange. Yeah, sure. we're going to play it all on iRange. But if you guys want to send us two free ones, please do. Yeah. Um, but to go more into that, I I just felt like recording today was kind of hard. I mean, we would have had no idea what we were doing. That I mean, I, I never really realized how hard recording uh, golf content is when it comes to like a foursome um, on a. I mean, today was a private course, but it was still kind of public to our sense. Like we were visiting as the public, so it was it still was, hard. It was tough because you also like we had one group behind us that was like keeping like. Like they had to wait a couple of times. So it was like, it's kind of always in the back of your mind. Yeah. And so really when you're, when you're visiting like a course and their members, the last thing you really want them to see is you playing slower because you're trying to record everything. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of one of those things where we just kind of swallow it today. And, you know, I'm sure we'll have a chance to record more at when we play trappers in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully figure out more as far as a, a camera stand goes, but it was just it was just a tough day to record and kind of like unfamiliar territory. I felt like, All right? But hopefully we can bring more um, of that side of content to you guys. Um, as far as that, I got really nothing else to add. If, yeah. Any, anybody else? Nothing else. I don't think. Um. Um. See you I was guys. Gonna say day. something. Oh. <laughs> what you got, Drew? I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Um. I, I guess I'll. Uh, kind of wrap up through and you can add in 
if once you think of it. But um, yeah. So this, I mean, if you made it to the end, thank you. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Um, I'm sure um we will be getting uh a little better at this the more we do it. Um, you know, don't be expecting much uh right away. We're I mean we're just four guys, four college guys. Um, doing this for fun, um, something to kill time, talk about something we uh Yeah, give really, us a reason to talk yeah, about what we really like. Right, what we really like to do and enjoy. Um so yeah, I guess I'll just leave it at that. Drew, did you finally remember? Um well this is not what I was thinking, but Ryan, did you want to tease the interview at all or no? Um let's leave that for Thursday. <laughs> Wednesday. Or stay tuned. Thursday. Yeah, you've, you've officially been you've been tickled just stay yeah. tuned <laughs> yeah we have a pretty cool interview um that we will be doing next week that will be going up on all our social medias next week so we're excited to dive into that but other than that i got nothing else um i've decided that at the end of every one of these episodes i'm gonna do a golf fun fact cool tiger woods made his first hole in one at eight years old Good for him. You know, you really feel for guys like Tiger Woods. He's had a really tough life. <laughs> Nothing goes his way. So I'm really glad that he was able to get that out of the way so early. Before we wrap this up, I'd like everyone to know I'm the only one on the podcast with a hole in one. All right. Yeah. That could be it. yeah. All right. All right. We'll see you. Uh, yeah. We'll see you Thursday. See you Thursday. Love you guys. Peace.